The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so excited to have you guys in a new year, 2017. Uh, We couldn't be more excited. We're kicking off the year here in Tampa, Florida, getting ready for the national championship game for all the listeners and and sports fans that's been with us. Uh, Look for us because we'll be, you know, one of the 75,000 people that's going to be here enjoying the festivities over the weekend uh, and ready. Um, For all of our fans, uh, I'm going to be in Nashville uh, January 17th and 18th doing a seminar series there. Uh, And then we've got huge news, uh, which is the book No Day But Today is now complete. Uh, We are looking to launch that in January, so there's going to be a lot of news and announcements around that whole series, uh, a motivational series that's been in my heart, and and we've talked quite a bit about that on the show. Uh, It's been in my heart over the last five years. That is is now complete. We're wrapping up uh, the the final loose ends on that, uh, and that that book series is actually looking to launch here in January, so we're very, very excited about that. More to come about that on the show in in, uh, future announcements, so... Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to be in Northern Iowa uh, coming up here, I believe, in February or March, and we're nailing down some of these other speaking engagements. Uh, I know that uh, there's some coming up in Detroit, in Washington, D.C. I'm coming out to Spokane, Washington. Uh, So there'll be a lot of announcements. So you can go to rickamorris.com for those announcements, uh, and always follow us at rsquaredconsulting.com. Spell out the D, so it's R-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D, consulting.com. Always hit us up at Twitter at, at Rick A. Morris um, or at uh, rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. So today we're really excited. Um, as you know, we did that big uh, end-of-the-year show uh, as we came off of CA World. And while we were out there, um, we got to find out about this really cool program that CA had started um, called the CA Accelerator Program. And I teased you guys, if you, if you listen to some of the end-of-the-year programs, um, about this Accelerator Program. And... Um, this program was really started out of the office of the CTO, uh, and it, it's, what they're doing is really doing some really cool innovations and, and giving early access to the public um, and, you know, giving you kind of almost like that beta version and, and letting you provide feedback. And uh, my business partner, Carrie Blaze, and I have been early adopters of a lot of this technology and, and trying it out, and, and it's been fantastic. So today what we thought we would do is bring a couple of these gentlemen on, not only talk about the technology, but also what the CA Accelerator Program is all about. Um, in, in one of the specific pro- programs they're talking about, it's near and dear to my heart, um, as I wrote a, a piece um, for PMI several years ago, 
uh, really about ineffective meetings and, and how to mine some of the data out of that ineffective meetings. So today we're going to bring on uh, Michael Balmerian. Uh, he's a co-founder of this this uh, program that we're going to talk about within the CA Accelerator. He's got one of the best bios I think I've had on the program uh, uh, when he said he was born a, a squalling, helpless MVP and has struggled ever since to obtain a product market fit. Experiments have included Peace Corps, volunteer, ops engineer, scrum master, product owner, agile coach, husband, father, armchair philosopher, and most recently, lean startup founder. Uh, and he's still working on his exit strategy, but his earliest angel investors seem generally proud of his accomplishments. Um, and then we've also got Rick Lansky on the, on the phone with us today, uh, who's got a varied history in both hardware and software, began his career as a computational physicist. I mean... Really, I mean, may not be smart enough to be talking to this gentleman on the phone, but uh, he's working in the disk drive business. After many years, he awoke one day to the realization that life as a scientist in the commodity business can be challenging. So um, he degaussed his career and, and made the leap to web-based software, where he's been happily solving customer problems ever since. And he's currently the co-founder and technical lead of the program that we're going to be talking about today, Instant Agenda. Uh, which is a, a project within the CA Accelerator. So let me bring on uh, Michael Balmerian and Rick Lansky. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, glad to be here. So talk to me a little bit about Instant Agenda and, and you know, how does it work? Talk, talk to everybody because the way I teased it was, you know, the, the new way to do meetings in 2017. Yeah, Great. So I guess the, the first thing to make clear, which a lot of people, if you, if you can't actually see it, which is kind of difficult on the radio, um, it, right, is the, the assumption is, oh, we're some kind of a, a screen sharing thing like GoToMeeting or ReadyTalk or, or WebEx. And actually, we take a different approach to meetings. We're focused on the content of the meeting, so preparing for, running, and then following up after the meeting. Um, so if you're doing if you're doing kind of remote meetings with with callers and things, you'll still probably want to use some telecommunication solution. But the product we're building, Instant Agenda, uh, helps you think about and actually prepare for the meeting, prepare agendas and collateral. Um, and then once you actually get to the meeting, helps you walk through that in a very focused, effective way, uh, keeping track of time, notes, action items, things like that as you go. And, uh, and then follow up after the meeting. Make sure that everybody who, who needs to gets the notes and is aware of their action items and, and track the status of those. And then you can come back. You know, if you have a recurring uh, meeting, you can come back and, and sort of check in on what open items we still have and, and then move into new topics. So it's, it's really, you know, our goal is to allow, allow anyone to become a really fantastic meeting facilitator and do that efficiently and effectively and, and hopefully reduce the number of meetings you need to have overall. And then the ones that you do need to have, they become a lot more effective. So you already said it's different from GoToMeeting or WebEx or something like that, but it, it, it sounds like a little bit maybe like a MS Word doc or Google Docs. So maybe how is it different from that? Yeah, well, so... I mean, I think if you're using like a document to prepare and walk through your agenda, even if that's a shared document like a real-time Google Doc, um, you know, that's not really purpose-built to running a meeting. It works fairly well for just writing uh, the, the topic or, or even maybe taking notes, but we wanted to provide a really integrated solution where you can sort of review your agenda ahead of time, um, run different types of meetings, so not every meeting is, is the same. The, the outcomes or goals aren't necessarily the same, and you'll want to run them in different ways. So one of the and, – and we haven't fully realized that vision of all these meeting types, but we've done a few so far. 
And I think the one that we've nailed the best is sort of a, a recurring leadership meeting where every week you're talking about new topics. Um, but a lot of those topics are brought in by the people participating in the meeting. And so you, you probably want to vote on on what people think is most urgent or important and knock those topics out first. So we handle things like, like the, the topic suggestion or crowdsourcing of the topics to your, to your team members, the voting on topics, the ordering of them, and then um, sort of allotting time to them, managing that time, uh, managing actual independent action items that, that you can report the status of. So it's quite a bit more advanced than just using a, a real-time document. So instead of sending out several different emails and saying, hey, we've got meeting X coming up, I essentially have a website that I can go to and, and, and send that out in advance. People can then suggest topics and vote on those topics. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the meeting types that we run. Um, so in that case, what, what I'd probably do is I'd maybe start to create an agenda and then just include a link to it. So this is in instant agenda, right? I'd, I'd start creating my agenda uh, send that link out to everyone who's participating. They can go in there and look at the topics. They can suggest their own. Uh, and then when it actually comes time to do the meeting, um, we'll have this list of, of possible topics, and everyone can sort of vote. I can control the number of votes each person gets. Um, and, then, and then that way, very quickly, in about 30 seconds, we can see what everybody thinks is most, most urgent or most valuable. So it's a way then... You know, we, we all have those people in those meetings that seem to overtake or overrun a meeting uh, to allow maybe everybody to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And Rick, Rick Lance, you here, you know, feel free to jump in at any time. I don't want to uh, dominate the discussion here, but um, you're going really good. All right, all right. I'll keep going then. All right. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so definitely that was one of, and we can get to that later, some of the, the underlying principles that were behind why we wanted to do this, but participation is, is a great one. Um, you know, a lot of times people, if they're on the phone, uh, sort of get forgotten or ignored, and this is a good way to sort of keep the content of the meeting um, focused and also um, see who else is in the meeting and sort of prompt them to contribute. And so, you know, we don't have some of those features yet, as you mentioned uh, in, in your setup, right, we're still in sort of an early access uh, approach here. We're not a, a fully-fledged product, but one of the things we'd like to do is be able to, to do some speaker management stuff and participation management, um, and that will be coming in the future. So really, where did the, the idea itself come from for, for Instant Agenda? All right, I'll turn this one over to Rick, so you, you can get some talk time here. Okay. Uh, well, the idea was Michael's, so it's, um, it's more about Michael. But uh, at, at Rally, uh, we used to work at Rally. Rally was acquired by CA, and one of the things we did in Rally is we had uh, quarterly hackathons, and we're still doing that as part of CA. Uh, Michael had the idea, he was working as a scrum master at the time, of kind of scratching our own itch. We'd been doing stuff like trying to use some of the stuff you mentioned earlier, like Google Docs and other kind of uh, web-based tools to help with meetings, specifically with remote participants, because we had a site in Boulder, Colorado, and a site in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it was hard to kind of coordinate uh, these dynamic types of meetings where people are coming up with ideas and voting on them. So Michael suggested it as a hackathon idea, and we paired together and worked on it for a week uh, during our hackathon. 
And then next quarter, we spent another week working on it, and it just kind of took off internally. People started using it for one meeting, and people saw it being used in that meeting, and they wanted access. At the time, it was, you know, now you can go to instantagenda.com and sign up for a free trial with, you know, without any interference. But at the time, people had to actually contact one of us directly and request access, uh, and we saw quite a bit of growth you know, just with that model. Oh, that's fantastic. Go ahead. And then and then at the end of that, so we sort of had started on this on our own, um, and then the, the CA, you know, we got acquired, and the CA Accelerator um, started up, which was actually sort of a, a co-effort between uh, Otto Berkus, our CTO, and the former CTO of Rally, uh, Ryan Martins, and they kind of worked out this accelerator program, and we pitched to it and uh, had our, our product idea accepted. So that's how we, how we got to, to working on it for real, so to speak. And that's an interesting program, and I definitely want to dive into that maybe, maybe in another uh, a segment. But, you know, when we start to talk about meetings and, and that kind of stuff, there, there's quite a bit, I think, certainly in, in the business world, a lot of waste that can go to meetings, a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and when we come back from break, I'm going to want to discuss that uh, maybe, you know, Certainly, the pain points around meetings, um, maybe some of the numbers around that, and, and specifically how you think that this product can start to alleviate some of that, and certainly some of the direction that we go into. I also want to talk about the accelerator program itself um, because I think there's some really cool things coming out of that. Again, uh, I, I've never felt um, the, the acceleration in the software world like, like we're seeing right now, certainly in how fast we can bring things to market. But just the energy at CA World this year, in, in, you know, specifically for the people that weren't there, as you walked along just that one little corridor where, where I got the chance to meet you guys directly, and, and you know, right next to you was Catchfly and all the stuff that was going on right around, um, was just very, very cool to be a part of. Um, and so I, I, I'm, that whole energy and that stuff around that I'd love to get into. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But while we're on break, you yourself can go to instantagenda.com right now, sign up, and play along. Find out exactly what we're talking about. Go out there, check it out for yourself, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions 
to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And welcome back to the program. We are speaking today with Michael Balmerian and Rick Lansky. They're both founders of Instant Agenda, which you can go out to instantagenda.com and see for yourself. And, and really kind of a smarter way or new way to look at facilitating your meetings. And, and right before break, we were talking about how they came up with the idea for Instant Agenda. And we, we wanted to get into some more of the specifics about problems and pain points around what we think that this might solve. And, you know, really... Quite frankly, I think some of the largest waste in any organization is around you know meetings, and, and we got into a really philosophical discussion when we were doing some of the pre-show work with you guys, um, and I was talking to you guys about cost and cost of meetings and, and trying to find a way to help alleviate that. Um, but really, how big and painful do you think the problem is of wasted time around uh, meetings, and, and do you think you can give us some numbers around that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we've done quite a lot of research uh, and and what's interesting is so there's a lot out there on meetings, but a lot of it is really old. A lot of it's from the 80s or 90s. Um, you know, it's varying quality. Some of it's scientific research. Some of it's informal surveys. Um, but but there's a couple of interesting uh, trends, and that is that right. So this research, and I can give you the numbers from 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 back all these decades. Um, but there are some more recent studies that that really just talk about how things have increased dramatically since then. So the amount of time spent in meetings, the amount of time wasted, and so on. So, so if you look, go back and look at some of these studies, you'll see numbers. One really common one that gets, that gets pushed around all over the web um, says that, that 37%, on average, 37% of employee time in knowledge worker organizations is spent on meetings. So it's your, you know, your typical technology uh, company, um, 37%. Um, you know, there's other. You'll get other numbers ranging from uh, 35 to 50 percent. A lot, uh, quite a few studies will talk about managers and executives spending above 50 percent of their time in meetings. So let's even just be really, really conservative about those numbers. And, and again, remember these are numbers from a while back, and we think they've increased dramatically. But let's be conservative and just say like 30 percent of our time is spent in in some kind of meeting. Um, that's a huge portion of the amount of time we're spending at work, and <clears throat> 
what I think is absolutely fascinating is that companies will spend millions of dollars trying to tweak 1% or 2% performance increase in, in some area of their organization. But if you tell them, very few organizations are doing anything to improve the quality or effectiveness of their meetings. We did tons of customer interviews um, as we were starting to build our product, and almost nobody we talked to said that their organization had any sort of a, a training or um, you know, skill program for improving meetings. It just wasn't even on the radar. So if you're, if you're a, a large organization and you're spending 30% of your total personnel budget on meeting time and you're not doing anything to improve that, I mean, wow, I, I can't think of a more uh, fertile ground for, for improving the effectiveness of your organization. Well, you know, the, the whole thing around meetings, quite free, and I, you know, I come from project management, right? We're supposed to be the kings, the kings of meetings, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not going to name an organization, but you may know the one I'm talking of. I, you know, something like an RFP would come out. And the first thing that would happen would be there would be a meeting, and, and we would have a meeting about the meeting to schedule the meeting for the meeting about the response meeting so that we could have the meeting to discuss how we're going to respond to the next meeting. And it was just nuts. And I was like, if, if, if everybody would stop scheduling meetings, we might actually be able to do something, right? And, and you know, if you, if you just type in, you know, into Google memes about meetings, they're, they're fantastic, right? It, because everybody can relate to the fact that, you know, if you would stop calling meetings to discuss no work getting done, then we'd actually get work done. And so it is a common problem, I think, that a lot of people deal with in the fact that, one, you know, how productive can they be? But, but two, most people feel like they have to have a weekly meeting because that's the only way that they're accomplishing anything. And so when we go into organizations now, we start working with them. We want them to attribute a cost. And so one of the simplest things that we've asked people to do is just simply, you know, take the number of people that are there, take the length of time that the meeting was, and then multiply that by, you know, a simple cost of 100 or 150 bucks or whatever it is that, that they want to use for their employee cost, and then try to attribute that or extrapolate that, you know, by 52 weeks. And you'll see really quickly now how productive has that been versus what you just got out of this meeting. It, it, it's incredible that most organizations don't look at that. So to, to exactly what you just said, how do you make it more productive? But not only that, how do you make it key, right? How do you make that something that, that is going to be innovative at all times? Yeah. One of the, you know, to follow up on the thing you're talking about, like do I really need this meeting, at CA World, Michael and I were handing out kind of uh, teaser cards that had tips for better meetings on the back. And the first tip is, do I actually, do I really need this meeting? And it was pretty interesting because I personally handed that card to several hundred people, and people would read it, and they would just laugh. <laughs> because every single one of them was like, yes, that is, that is the situation I'm in. I have a lot of meetings where I just shouldn't even be having it. Yeah, and I think... You know, it's just. I think there there are a lot of reasons that we have too many meetings. Um, a big a big cause of that, I think, is because the meetings we do have are so ineffective. We don't do them very well, and as a result, we need to meet three or four or five times, like you just said in your example, uh, to resolve the problem that we should be able to resolve in one meeting. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I th- you know, I think there are, are some just sort of obvious low hanging fruit. Uh, things like like your meeting should have some kind of an agenda. There are a bunch of studies that, that are in pretty close agreement on this, that somewhere around 
uh, 60 to 70% of meetings have no formal agenda. So, so that means you got a bunch of people. You may have like, you know, five, 10 people in a room with no idea really where they're going to go. They probably spend half their time just trying to, to, to sort out what they're there to talk about. Um, yeah, talk about waste. But I think that's, that's a primary uh, sort of source of all that. So we yeah, know what the problem is, right? So how do you fix that, right? How, does, how, how do you go about, you know, a practical way of at least bringing attentiveness to, to a problem like that? And specifically, wasted time in meetings. Yeah. So, and speaking of, like, wasted time in the meeting, um, it is the last number I'll give you because I know we don't want to overwhelm folks with just random numbers. But, um, again, there have been a couple of studies in agreement on this that, that people report something like 30 to 50% of time in meetings is just wasted. So, um, again, like you said, you can do the math on that. The, the numbers are outrageous in terms of how many dollars you're wasting. But, but yeah, so how do, we, how do we start to fix that? I think one of the big things is that <clears throat> there's a little bit of nervous. Most people sort of have some ideas about what they should be doing to run more effective meetings, but there's a little bit of nervousness around being that person who's going to step in and, and sort of herd the cats and, and maybe have to, to shut down people who are leading things astray or who haven't prepared and so on, um, especially if those people maybe have more authority than you. And we didn't think about this going in, but we've realized it since we've built our product and people have started using it, and we've got this feedback that said, um, hey, the best thing about your product is that the product becomes the bad guy in the room. Um, if I cut my boss off, it's, it's, it's a really big risk for me. But if the buzzer goes off in your software, my boss kind of feels uh, like he needs to stop talking and, and I don't, you know, lose any, any face or have to, to interrupt or, or, or risk anything. So, and, and we've heard that in other aspects, not just the timekeeping. Um, now, wait a minute. Hang on real quick because I know yeah. what you're talking about about the buzzer, but I don't think the audience does. So explain the buzzer and what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so in our product, um, what we do is once you have your agenda set up, we will sort of run you through your topics. Um, bring them into focus, and allow you to set a timer for the topic. It'll count down, uh, you know, in, in shared real time. Everybody who signed in can see the timer. Um, should point out that this thing works on mobile devices, works on uh, a laptop, whatever you've got in the room, but everybody can sort of see this thing counting down, and, and, and you know, it'll get to zero and prompt you to end the discussion or manually go and extend the amount of time that you need. Um, so just those two things we found um, really force people to think about the time they're spending. Um, the discussions become much more focused uh, just by having people use uh, our product and, and see a timer and, and kind of keep that, that visual focus on each of the topics. So essentially when we say everybody's got two minutes to introduce yourselves and then that one person is going on and on and on and on, that little buzzer is going to keep them. At, at that two yep. minutes, essentially, or at least let them know that they're interrupting everybody else's time by talking for five minutes. Yep, exactly. And and I don't have to be the bad guy to jump in and say like, "Hey, Rick, you're over time." Um, and you know, the buzzer goes off, and and nine out of ten people at that point will kind of wrap up and and move along. Occasionally, you get a holdout who just wants to keep talking, but uh, most of the time, it works pretty well. I'll tell you, it's effective because. Um, you know, I've got this thing called Skype up, and then I have my, my fantastic engineer back in uh, 
uh, Phoenix that sits here and tells me it's four minutes until break and then three minutes until break and then two minutes. And it does make me nervous if I don't hit my break times right on, right on cue. I can promise you that. So, uh, it, it, but it does, right? So as, as I have people that, you know, especially there'll be certain shows and I'll have people that are running on and, in 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 you know, telling their story and I don't want to cut them off. But then when I'm seeing these little things coming in, these timers coming in, I certainly want to hit the times for, for breaks. It, it it definitely helps for sure. Yeah, we've got a lot of good feedback from people who use it about, you know, how their one-hour staff meeting, you know, their weekly staff meeting went from one hour to, you know, 40 minutes or something like that just by using this. And I've seen even when people aren't good on following the time, like actually stopping at the time, it still kind of hurries the dis- Like people get antsy once, you know, the timer is red and it's counting up instead of counting down, and it definitely affects behavior in a positive manner. Yeah. yeah I think that's a focus. simple innovation. Yeah, it's a simple innovation, but I think it, I, I mean, I saw that work uh, uh, real time there at uh, CA World, and I thought that was pretty cool. Listen, we are going to take a break. I am at, uh, at my break point, as, as Matt is telling me it's time. Uh, so we're going to let CA pay some bills for us, and we're going to be right back here on the work life balance uh, as we're meeting with the guys from Instant Agenda. Uh, and while we're on break, though, please go out and, and check instantagenda.com uh, and see this product that we're talking about. We'll be right back. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back with another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance, and we thank you guys so much for listening. And again, the numbers uh, from last year is my first full year of the show, but 90-plus countries uh, tuning in, um, just a huge audience, and we couldn't be more blessed that you guys are listening to us. And, and so one of the first topics we thought we would tackle in 2017, it doesn't matter what business you're in, um, you know, every business everywhere, you have meetings, and, and meetings seems to be somewhat of a bane or, uh, of our existence or a necessary evil, and it's something that everybody looks to improve. When I speak uh, at project management seminars, it's always a topic that they want me to, to speak on is how to run a more effective meeting, how to be more effective, and, and you know, Michael and Rick, I actually suggest a lot of times to, to not have status meetings every week, and you should see the reaction in the rooms. Like, well, what do you mean not have a status meeting every week? They, it's, it's almost like it's anarchy to, to, to say that we shouldn't meet every week. And it's like, well, you meet every week just because you feel like you have to, and, and that's the only time you're going to talk to the team. So you've conditioned the staff to only tell you about the project once a week, and most of the time they're just you know lying to your face anyway. So it, you know you, it's true. You answer wonderful questions like you know what percent complete are you, and you think forty percent, right? And it, they're so ineffective that that you know I challenge project managers to be different in their communications and not just you know schedule meetings because you have something to discuss. Don't schedule a meeting once a week just to get you know simple status. Let them turn that into you another way or via a tool. Um, like a CAPPM or something, um, we'll go get that information, and let's just talk about barriers and breakdowns. Let's not, you know, just let everybody go around the room and lie about what they did or didn't do last week. Um, so having said that, you know, I, I think your buzzer was uh, an incredible innovation, um, but what other things do you think, you know, need to be fixed in the meeting space? Yeah, well, I think you just hit on one, which is exactly how we run those kind of weekly meetings. One of our meeting types um, basically allows you to, to create a queue of topics where the participants sort of fill up the queue. And so the way we would do status meetings um, is that uh, we wouldn't, um, you know, go around the room and have everybody report their status. What we'd do is we'd say, hey, during the week, if there are, let's assume everything is, is going according to plan, but if there are any problems or issues or questions that come up, put it into this queue, and then we'll see what we got when our, our you know, status or, um, you know, steering meeting rolls around, and if there's nothing in the queue, we'll just cancel the meeting, and, and we've actually done that with yeah. some of our meetings. It's become a, a pretty common practice, but if there is stuff in the queue, then we, we know what it is going in. We'll, we'll prioritize it. We'll move through it really quickly and get done and then get out of there. As soon as the queue's empty, we're done. So, like Rick said earlier, um, you know, not just us, but we've had others report that their hour-long meetings become 40 minutes and 30 minutes, or, or they just cancel them all together. Um, it's just really, really been effective. Some of the other things um, that we've added so far are integrated notes and action items that are tied to each topic, um, which is a really big one. You know, a lot of times um, people sort of forget to take notes or action items or note decisions um, or they're kind of done in an, in an ad hoc way. 
this adds a little bit of formality to that and also puts it right in front of your face. It's kind of hard to miss the, the, the notes and action items. And so we found and heard people tell us, you know, oh, we're, we're so much better about the notes and the action items. And then at the end of your meeting, we can actually present a summary of all the topics you talked about, all your notes, all your action items, and let you send that out to everybody who's in, well, to anyone, but, but whoever's in the meeting as, as well as anyone who needs to know. Um, in terms of, like, yeah, let me, let, yeah. Rick, jump in here. I'll just add some on the notes and action items. Probably one of the most important things is doing it live in front of other people, right? Like yeah. using, in our tool, when you take notes, those notes are visible to everyone. When you t- uh, create an action item or do anything with an action item, that's visible to anyone. Because what typically will happen today, like, you know, if you have a good meeting today, someone will actually send out a summary, but that summary is usually sent out after the fact. So, you know, maybe Michael's taking the notes and tomorrow he gets the time to send out that summary. But his understanding of what we decided may have been different than my understanding. And since he's sending out an email the next day, I need to respond, and now we have a long email chain go on. Whereas if it happens real time in the meeting where everyone can see it, and there's a discrepancy of what I thought we decided versus what Michael, well, we're both in the meeting. We can discuss it right now and clear it up in, you know, 15 seconds possibly, right? Yep. And, and and so you're about to you're you're about to touch a hot button for me though. But as we start to get into agendas and meeting minutes and that kind of stuff, normally meeting minutes are only kept as a CYA, right? That it, it, I always ask the question: Who actually reads the meeting minutes, and, and when do you actually access them? It's only you know three months later, so that you can prove that you did say that or that you did do that, in, in that you know that's when they're only accessed. And so. You know, when I, I I love the fact that it is happening real time and right there because, as a project manager, we end up becoming professional note takers, right? That you know, we we have this meeting for an hour, but that turns into three hours worth of work afterwards as we document everything and update everything and then send it out. Nobody reads it because they were just in that meeting, so why you know read it at, at that point? So I love the fact that it's real time and right there in front of you. Um, the action items then become actionable to to everybody. It, it sends it to their email and that kind of stuff. It Right then and immediately. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're actually working on action items right now. So right now we've got basic support, but eventually, as you just said, yeah, you'll be able to send it to each individual. Um, like I could go in there and see all of my action items across my various meetings that I've been to, um, or you can go meeting by meeting. And so maybe if you have a certain project meeting that recurs, um, you can see all action items associated with that meeting. Uh, so. You know, really, you get a couple of, of great different ways to look at this type of work that you that you wouldn't get if it wasn't necessarily tied to your meetings. No, I think that's very interesting. So, I mean, when I talk to you guys, obviously, you know, you both came from Rally, and, you know, I'm hearing a lot of agile and lean practices just in the way that you guys speak, right, in the way that you're approaching probably not only the development of the product, but just, you know, a lot of influence in how you approach meetings. How How has that really just influenced the product and, and what you guys are doing with it? Yeah, so it's been hugely in, influential in every way. I mean, as you mentioned, we're both former ralliers, so sort of came up in the Agile world. Um, had the the amazing fortune to work with Gene Tabeka, um, my, my late colleague, who wrote a book called Collaboration Explained, which is all about um, sort of participatory uh, collaboration and meetings within software within the software agile lean space. Just uh, you know, wonderful woman and, and great book. So that's been a huge influence. Um, 
But, you know, I, I think it gets at a deeper point here, which is that if you sort of take Agile at the surface level, you're, you, you get involved in these discussions about story points and estimates and, and sprint demos, and, and that's a lot of the sort of surface bit of Agile. But if you get really deep into it, what you understand is that Agile is about transforming the culture and the way that people work and relate to each other, and it's hugely about uh, decentralizing authority and responsibility and empowering teams to find the best solutions to problems. A lot of people don't get there, but I think that's one of the, the, the most fundamental uh, components of, of being truly agile is that, is that decentralization. And what I think a lot of people haven't, haven't understood or come to terms with yet is that that's not just happening in our software teams. That's happening across our entire organizations, right? As you mentioned somewhere earlier on in the show, the pace of change um, and momentum just continues to increase dramatically. And the only way you can win in that kind of an environment is to, to decentralize. You can't be running things all the way up the chain and all the way back down. It's just too slow. And that's why you see all this disruption occurring. And right, the people who are disrupting are these like lean startups who can make these decisions and, and come up with ideas and products um, you know, in weeks and months instead of years. So what, what I really see happening across all business is, is a need to start decentralizing more authority and responsibility, and, and that changes the way collaboration works. You know, 20, 30 years ago, a lot of meeting, what we call meeting, was about a central authority or leadership team communicating out strategy and even solutions in some cases, but it was more or less a one-way communication. And I think what we've really come to realize is that in this new agile, uh, lean approach to things, Solutions and products and, and services are emergent. They come from the people doing the work, and so that old sort of one-directional thing doesn't work as well anymore. And that changes the way we need to run our meetings. It changes the way decision authority works within meetings. Um, it changes where ideas come from. Um, and so we need to and, – and I think that's why people – one of the reasons why people so hate meetings is because the way we meet has not come – come to terms with this new way that we're doing business and, and, and collaborating. Sorry, a little bit of a long-winded answer there, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I, but I couldn't agree more. Topic. You know, when Agile first hit the scene, you know, we heard some crazy things, and being a project manager, you know, was, uh, Agile, when it, it burst on the scene, was very anti-project management, right? Certainly from the early adopters. And we actually heard from clients, you know, oh, we're agile now, so we don't need project management, right? And so there's a lot of project managers still that that are very fearful of agile and lean thinking and everything else. And and, and agile isn't a new concept. It isn't. It's been around for years. Now, the, the way it's been adopted in DevOps and a lot of the other things is, is certainly, you know, with the agile manifesto and that kind of stuff. But being agile and, and lean isn't a new concept. And um, But I've certainly gone over a transformation, certainly in the last 12, 13 months, um, in the way that I'm looking at things. And, and uh, I've got a great friend, John Stenbeck, who, who wrote The Agile Almanac, uh, which is the number one book right now on Amazon in the Agile space. And, and we reminisce quite a bit, but uh, we're doing a lot of thought leadership right now in that project management space and, and teaching them, you know, look, if you don't get on board, you're, you're going to be left behind. And, and I couldn't agree with you more that it, it, it has to be revolutionary from top down. And, and I believe it's even Steve, right, from Rally that says it's Agile Theater. It, you know, you, you can't be just agile in development 
and not be agile in QA and the way that you budget and the way that you're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, because if you're not, then you're doing agile theater, uh, which I, I right. love that quote. I, I, I've stolen that quote from CA World. But even mm-hmm. the way that Steve and Kurt Steinley worked together, I thought it was amazing from two years ago to last year at CA World. And just the way people are evolving and working with each other and looking at, at how business works. So there's a lot of transformational thinking going on. Um, it, but what I love about you guys, and, and even coming back to our topic at hand, we do all this wonderful stuff around DevOps and, and the way that we're going to do agile transformation, the way that you know, we're even going to look at it. But then we forget about accounting, and we forget about the way that we're going to run meetings. right? Like the most basic fundamental things that we're going to do in business, everybody else transforms except for something that we do 40% of the day, <laughs> which is meetings. And then we forget things like finance and accounting who, who turn around and say, well, if you're agile, we're, we're not even going to capitalize it. Right, just fundamental right. business yep. concepts, which I, I I find fascinating. So, listen, we're going to take our final break here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do one more set of commercials. We're going to be right back uh, with Rick and Michael uh, from Instant Agenda, uh, and you can find them at instantagenda.com. And you're listening to the Work Life Balance with Rick Morris. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the work-life balance. And we're back with our final segment here on the Work-Life Balance with Michael and Rick from Instant Agenda. And uh, guys, really quickly, let's just talk uh, about the CA Accelerator Program. Tell us uh, briefly about that. Yeah, so um, CA Accelerator Program, if any of your listeners are familiar with things like uh, Y Combinator or you know, maybe Techstars, these, these um, uh, startup accelerators where, where people basically apply and, or pitch to them and get in, they get a bit of investment, but more importantly, they get a cohort or group of colleagues with, from other startups that they get to work with. They get a bunch of coaching and, and resources made available to them to really, you know, give that extra boost, um, that's really what CA is shooting for with this accelerator. So it's out of the office of the CTO. Um, it's run very much like uh, one of these, like Y Combinator Accelerator, where uh, there's a board um, and, you know, people, anyone from within CA can come and pitch to this board. Um, it's a pretty quick process. Um, generally, it, it helps to have made some progress on your own already, as Rick and I had with our hackathon project. So we already sort of... Um, had a start, and uh, yeah, so, so we pitched. You then get into the program. Um, you then go through a series of funding rounds. So you start out very small um, and have to demonstrate progress and, and sort of that, that there's traction around the problem you're addressing, and then, and then there's traction around your proposed solution. You do a lot of customer interviews and, and try to gather <clears throat> meaningful evidence that you're on the right track. And then as you, as you provide this progress, um, you get more and more funding. So, um, you know, right now we're in, uh, there's two seed rounds, and then now we're in what's called Series A, which is a little different than, than Series A in the, in the real startup world. Um, but we're, we're working towards product market fit at this point and sort of expanding our team and, and really building out the full product MVP. Um, so like you mentioned earlier, you can, anybody can go get a early access to that at instantagenda.com. Uh, and and see what we're up to. Okay. Yeah, hopefully that's a, a quick overview of the accelerator program. And then anything else about the product that you guys you know want the listeners to to grab onto, in, in, especially if they're tuning in late or, or anything else like that. It's instantagenda.com. But what what's kind of that final thought you want them to leave with? Yeah, so I mean, you know, on the show today we talked about a a lot of different aspects of meetings and how we could get fewer of them and make them better and more effective and all that. And honestly, if you want to go out and, and study this and, and or, or learn how to run more effective meetings, you could do that without our product. Um, but the thing is, is that it's really, really hard to do to get, to get those skills to then implement them within your organization of any size. Um, and so we found that I mean, this is really what Instant Agenda is targeted at, is making that easy and accessible to everyone and allow you to implement it quickly and easily throughout your organization without a bunch of uh, training courses and, and uh, um, you know, bringing, getting everyone on the same page. I don't know, Rick, do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I'd say the other thing it brings to the solution is consistency. When people take classes, they all get different things out of it. Some people pay more attention a lot of the classes tend to be very dogmatic. We're not very dogmatic. Um, but just having a consistent way of running meetings, it kind of sets an expectation across an organization. Yeah. Yeah. So if your organization adopts this product, 
now you've basically got everybody, you know, this is how we're going to do agendas, this is how we're going to work through topics and keep time on them, this is how we're going to take notes, this is how we're going to do action items, Um, and it's just without any discussion or, or training or anything, you've got your whole organization doing things in a fairly consistent, focused way. That's really what what we're shooting for there. And look, it's super easy to sign up, right? You just go to instantagenda.com, fill out a couple of fields, and you're up and running. Is that is that correct? Yep, that's it. And, yeah, so we should point out, right, we're in early access or kind of a beta state right now. So if you guys go sign up, uh, you basically get free software for for a couple of months here until we can actually implement the stuff to take your money. So, uh <laughs> Who doesn't like free software? If what we're talking about is of interest to you, go go check it out right now. For sure. And then if you if you had that crazy boss that only had like maybe three direct appointees, but had a staff meeting that ran for like four hours, but you only spoke for fifteen minutes of that four hours, you know something like this would really really help out. So, no instant agenda. Look, I've used it. it it's a great product. It, it certainly you know again. Does it have all the bells and whistles? No, but that, that's exactly what it's here for is, is not only is it early access, but you guys are soliciting that feedback to, to find out what people want and, and how it's going to, to impact and, and, and make this product better. So, listen, guys, I, I really appreciate uh, the, the time that you've spent with us, and, and good luck with the product. And, and when it does hit that, that echelon and, and go for that big launch where you, you do start taking money, we'd love to have you back and, and find out what the new features are. So come back. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us on the show. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And next week we're going to have Alana Hill uh, on the uh, program, uh, who was my first official mentee when I I, I started to speak. Uh, A lovely young lady came up to me uh, after a speaking engagement and asked me if uh, I'd be happy to mentor her and uh, uh, now has a book out on her own. Uh, and is doing some fantastic stuff. So we're going to visit with her on her book and her passion uh, uh, project that that she's got going on. Uh, So it's going to be a fantastic show on the Work-Life Balance next week. Uh, We'll be returning back to Birmingham, Alabama, and then uh, just after that, again, Nashville, Tennessee, um, doing a lunch meeting uh, talking about um, the struggle between Agile and project management at the lunch meeting for PMI Nashville, and then following up that uh, with my seminar, The uh, Greatest Secrets uh, Ever Told, uh, through project management. And so there'll be a full day seminar on the 18th in Nashville. And then, uh, we'll let you know all the other speaking engagements after that. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. And thanks to all of the listeners that make this happen. Uh, of course, the shout out to Winston Price, the executive producer of the show, uh, and Matt, who makes everything happen back there, uh, at the engineering station in Phoenix. Uh, love you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week on the work life balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 